and welcome back to another exciting episode of Do The Woo. I'm one of your hosts, Brad, and I'm here with Bob, WP. Bob, what's happening? What is happening? I Just a lot on the plate and keeping busy, so what? nothing nothing really new, but I mean new in a sense, but you know. Nothing new, on, Bob. Come on, you're being yeah. modest. Nothing new with having stuff on the plate. Yeah, I mean, you did just rebrand and launch a whole new website, but no big deal. Doing good. We'll tease it a little bit. I know you've you've talked about it. We're gonna have some deeper conversations, but um, do the woo.io is live now, right? Right, right. We are we are good to go after all uh, you know all this time. Uh, push the button; it's live. Well, I didn't push a button, but. I, I basically, <laughs> yeah, sounds too easy. Somebody yeah, push yeah, the button. button. Somebody somewhere pushed a button and it's live. So go check it out. Do the woo.io for all things woo. And if you're a builder, specifically developers, designers, entrepreneurs, building stores, supporting a store, this is the resource for you or one of the resources because uh, it's a great segue into um, our guest today. But right before I do that, I do want to give a big shout out to WooCommerce. As always, our community sponsor. Um, if you're not familiar, I would probably ask why you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> but maybe you're just wondering what it is. So, uh, WooCommerce is, uh, really the leader, uh, leading plugin specifically for WordPress, uh, to power your e-commerce store. And it has a ton of functionality. It's what we talk about each and every week on this show, have various guests on this week. We're, we're focusing on the developer side, which is really an, uh, direct relation to what you just launched there, uh, Bob, and some of the changes with the podcast and with the, um, the content, um, and this week we brought on Mr. Alan Smith. So welcome to the show, Alan. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. And uh, I've kind of teased it up in terms of WooCommerce <laughs> development, but why don't you uh, kind of tell everybody what is your official role within WooCommerce and, and how does that tie into the, the developer side of it? Yeah, absolutely. So I am a developer advocate for WooCommerce here at Automatic. So my job is to make sure that the developer experience for people who are building with WooCommerce, be they builders, um, people who orchestrate sites by putting those together, or people who build extensions that build on top of WooCommerce. It's my job to make sure that their developer experience is both delightful and, and that they have the things that they need to build the things that they're trying to build to solve the problems that they're trying to solve for merchants. Yeah, I, I love it. I think, um, you know, I look at, I've always got, you know, I, I've, I've written a number of books on WordPress development and the more technical side of, of working with WordPress for developers, designers, and basically people building sites with WordPress, right? And one of my, one of the things I really stand behind is that if a platform is hard to work on, for, if you can't get the buy-in from developers, um, it's going to be much harder to get the users because ultimately we're the advocates for the platform um, by and large, not saying everybody um, using WordPress as a developer has to be a developer. They certainly don't. But if the developers are really backing the platform, they're going to do a lot of the promotion. They're going to be the, the advocates uh, either directly or indirectly just by using the platform. Um, so having somebody like in your role and really helping kind of curate the knowledge, the discussions, the support um, on a platform as, as you know, as advanced that if you will as, as WooCommerce that has a lot of moving parts and a lot of things that you can do with it. I think it's hugely important um, you know for any platform. So I'm really glad to see um, a more formal structure around this than what we have seen in the past where it was more just kind of community based and we had kind of in the WordPress world, you know, we had the codex and it was kind of like, well, it's kind of there, but 
don't trust it, you know, like, so <laughs> feels more mature, I guess, is the point I'm trying to make, which I think should give developers that aren't or that are new to this space or that are maybe thinking about jumping into WordPress and or WooCommerce more confidence to say, hey, there's actually a lot of support here for me, for me as a developer, not just as a user, but as a developer. There's there's tools, there's resources I need to learn and to grow to be confident in this platform. Um, how, what are you hearing? Are you kind of getting some of the same feedback? Is it, are you really seeing people, you know, take hold of the, the information and, and that you're putting out there or, you know, what's your take? Yeah, absolutely. And that's one thing that I noticed, uh, you know, as soon as I started is that we have so much that's out there already. And a lot of the things that we were at least initially from developers was that there were good resources, but so much stuff was really hard because it was spread out. And so one of the things we did initially was we created a developer portal that, aggregated all of those resources in one place. So now if people go to developer.woocommerce, they can just see a list of all of the, oh, everything from reference docs to guides, examples. There's links to all of the libraries that people might want to use. So as I understand uh, that you were not necessarily deep in WooCommerce or WordPress prior to coming to WooCommerce. And I, I'd like to hear a little bit about the journey. What, what, what were you doing before you entered the zone of WooCommerce? And you're right. Yeah, I was not, uh, you know, I'm not a PHP developer. I'm not a WordPress person. Um, I was not a WooCommerce person prior to, to joining the company. And so I was, um, I was honestly a little surprised that, that I got the interview for the job. But um, before this, I had been... Um, working in pretty much just about every other language. I worked at GitHub for several years before this, and I started there as a trainer, and we would go out to companies, and uh, we would teach people how to use Git and how to improve their uh, development workflows using Git and GitHub. And because of that, we had to learn a lot of different workflow patterns. We had to learn a lot of different programming languages and frameworks and all sorts of things. So for me, very much set the stage and kind of learning how to bridge the gaps between all of these different communities. And after I started at WooCommerce, I, it was then that I learned that this was something that was very important to them was finding a way to bridge the gaps between these kind of divergent communities that they were going to have to bring together. So we have the React developers who know all about the front end stuff, the very modern way of doing these single page apps that have build systems and all sorts of things that WordPress and WooCommerce had never historically relied upon. And then you have these veteran PHP developers who know the framework, know the platform inside and out. And to find a way to help these two groups help each other build really, really cool things for merchants. And so my background you know, prior to WooCommerce really came into play there because I had worked in all of these different communities and all of these different languages and finding a way to help these groups communicate and find the commonalities between them, I think is something that was very important to them. It sounds like bringing you in without having some of that direct experience um, in those areas that you mentioned um, probably really sets this up for success, like this roll up for success because you're coming in with somewhat with fresh eyes, right? Like you said, you weren't in, in those communities, you weren't, you know, diving in headfirst into PHP or, or even WooCommerce um, or React. So coming in with fresh eyes, I think would, is probably a smarter approach versus somebody that's kind of been, 
you know, at, maybe at the start or even just more familiar with WooCommerce and kind of where we're at, because you can kind of really take a step back objectively and look at, all right, like you just said, like, here's the bridge we have to gap. How do we do that? Versus saying, well, I've been doing this for, you know, since it started seven or eight years ago, you know, I know what we need <laughs> to do. You know what I mean? Like, so I think having those fresh set of eyes could, was probably really set this role up for success in what you're doing as, you know, in the, as a developer advocacy um, in a really positive way. I totally agree. I, I think that when you have diverse opinions, diverse viewpoints, trying to solve problems, it helps everybody see their blind spots. And that's been my experience coming into the WooCommerce community, into the WordPress community, and then by extension, the, the PHP community as well, is they're just like a lot of these other communities in that they have solved the same problems the same way for years and years and years. And so when you start looking at the same problem in a different way, you can kind of approach it in a novel way. So I'll give you an example. When I started, one of the questions I had for our development team was, okay, how do we go about setting up and managing a development environment for WooCommerce? And there's not a great definitive answer because there are tons of different ways that you can do it. You know, some people use this tool called Champ. Some people use uh, VVV as a tool for managing these vagrant installations. And then there's another tool called um, WPENV, basically, which is, runs on Docker and things like that. And so we got to explore all these different ways to create and manage these environments to find a way that works really well for people. Yeah, I mean, that's a, it's a good example, right? Because Again, like lowering the barrier to entry for developers is ultimately going to make it a little less scary, less intimidating, and, maybe, and even more inviting in a sense of saying, oh, I can, I am familiar with a VVV approach or a Docker approach, or they might be familiar with and say, oh, they have guides to walk me through this or steps that I can get this set up. And you, next thing you know, you're running it and then you're starting to get excited, right? Like, all right, well, that works. Now let me start, you know, get it peeking in the hood a little bit um, yeah. using some of the docs. So maybe we can kind of dive into that a little bit more and and talk about some of the ways that you're uh, approaching developer advocacy, some of the different tools that are available um, either online or maybe in other areas, but we can kind of talk about, you know, those different resources that people can look for. Yeah, totally. And what we've had to do, because we noticed there's a lot of potential here because for better or for worse, the things that we have out there are a little bit out of date. And then there are a lot of things that just don't exist altogether. And so what we had to do when I first started is we went through and we did just an audit of all of the developer related content that we had. And we identified where some of those gaps were also reached out to the community to see what would be most valuable to them. And overwhelmingly two things stood out from the developer community is that they want thorough documentation uh, of the code itself. And they want clear technical guidance in terms of how to go about various things on the platform. You know, how do I extend the shopping cart? How do I um, hook into the uh, checkout flow, for instance? Things like that. They want very concise guidance around these things. And so these are the pieces that we're focusing on right now. The developer portal that I mentioned a little while ago was very much about solving that discoverability problem that we had, which was that we have all these resources, but nobody really knows how to find them. And it's very much a tribal knowledge thing. Now this next phase where we're creating the new content is focusing on that technical guidance that we can provide so that they're using the best practices for developing for the platform, be it adhering to certain linting guidelines and documentation standards um, to make sure that they're developing against the platform in a way that is 
maybe we could call it future proof so that they're not going to have their extensions stomped mm-hmm. out when the platform changes. And thirdly, to make sure that the work that developers are doing is constantly providing that first class experience to merchants. So um, as y'all know, as WordPress developers, because there are so many different ways to do things in WordPress, it's very easy to let that extensibility turn into kind of hacked around things that look like they're kind of pieced together. And that's that's an unfortunate side effect of that balance between extensibility versus standardization. And so what we're trying to do is we're trying to respect that extensibility in a way that still provides that seamless customer experience, seamless merchant experience. Yeah, that's a, actually a really good point because it kind of reminds me of like, in a more extreme example, like page builders and site builders <laughs> where giving everybody tools, you know, the average user tools to customize anything on the look and feel and layout is great until it's not great. Right. And then, and then the entire net starts looking like MySpace, you know, MySpace pages and, and <laughs> years ago, right? Like it's just cool. You can change everything, but should you, <laughs> you know, should you, or should you give that power to every user on the site? Maybe just keep it, you know, to a couple of core users that really have that, that knowledge, but I, you know, that's a more extreme example of, of what you're getting at. But at the end of the day, you're right, because of WooCommerce, the experience that someone puts together builds, um, whoever's using that platform from a store owner standpoint, that's their impression of WooCommerce. It's not hosted in the sense of Shopify where these really tight guardrails that can prevent thing, you know, bad things from happening. Right. But that's that give and take of extending the platform and having that flexibility, just like WordPress core. It's the same thing, right? If WordPress across the board looks terrible on every site that you visit, that is WordPress, you're kind of assumptions going to be, oh, WordPress just looks ugly and is terrible. And it really has nothing to do with the platform. It's just the fact that everybody made it look bad or, or made it very, you know, shaky or clunky or whatever. So that's a fair point. I'm curious, you, you kind of touched on too, just keeping, you know, once you did an audit of everything all, and there's a lot, right? Like you said, it was kind of all over the place. Some of it was probably official. Some of it probably wasn't, you know, it was just all over the internet. Now that you've kind of gotten things back in a better spot. And I love like developer.woocommerce.com is like a very great, it's just a nice layout and it's just a great site because quickly you can easily like get to what you're looking for reference docs, libraries, guides, examples, you know, tools, like just quick and easy. These are the things I'm looking for as a developer. Um, I'm curious what you do because being open source and the nature of open source and it moves quickly and WooCommerce moves very quickly. There's a lot of releases uh, more so than, than WordPress in terms of major releases, but how do you keep this updated? How do you keep it current? How do we know when we're looking at some of this information that it is the most current and it's not something that was written a couple of years ago and, and just hasn't been updated? Because um, that is a that's been a challenge for WordPress since then. Since <laughs> it's it's a huge challenge, and um, to be quite honest, a lot of the stuff that's linked on there is probably outdated. So we have guides for putting together extensions and themes. And I know that specifically the themes guide, I think was written in 2017. These are those pieces that we need to go in and update at this point so that we make sure that they are current. Um, So that's one challenge that we're facing. Some of the other things that we are doing right now is, uh, for instance, our reference docs have been recently updated. So if you go to the WooCommerce core, oh, what do we call it on the website? I cannot remember. I think it's the core code reference, basically. That entire site has been um, redesigned. And what we do now is we generate that static site using the inline documentation that's there alongside the code. So if the code gets built, generate those docs. And so any changes to the code will be automatically reflected in that, that documentation. Yeah. That's awesome. And this was a problem we had previously because we were using a deprecated library for generating those 
docs. And what ended up happening is we, I think, stopped generating the documentation. So the platform kept getting developed upon, but the documentation lagged behind quite a bit. And that I think is not an issue anymore. Yeah, that's great. And I think any any developer out there knows the the struggle, uh, working on WordPress or not, right? The struggle of documentation. It's like the thankless job. It's <laughs> it's there for the developer. The end user is never going to see it or care about it. But man, as a developer, like we care about it, <laughs> you know. And whether it's us reading our own code a couple years later or digging into somebody else's code, um, that stuff is is hugely valuable. I think it uses uh, the the doc block standard, right? PHP doc block. I believe, is, I'm assuming it's the same as WordPress, which uses DocBlock. So I don't know if we use DocBlock or not. I think it's P, uh, PHP Doc three. I think. Okay. Yeah. That's what they switch I, I, to. Those are so cool. So no matter what you're building, like you can look at these kind of standardized way of, of commenting and and you know documenting your code, and um, and then you can auto generate docs for it. So like you said, at the very least, it's the that that core like reference docs are exactly what's in the code. It just cleans it up an easier kind of format to read on on a website, which is which is awesome because it does take that way. And that's the problem that the Codex had for a long, long time before developer.wordpress.com started doing the same thing of, you know, a lot of good information, but it was just constantly out, out of date. Just, you know, <laughs> wouldn't tell you if something was deprecated until you went to use it. And then you're like, oh yeah, this is deprecated. I shouldn't be using this, you know? So challenge, but it's, it looks like you're keeping up on it, which is great. It's really great too. And, and maybe I'm just biased because of working at GitHub, but if you generate your docs, you can store them in your repository alongside your code and GitHub will automatically build that as a doc site and host it on GitHub for you. And so you have your code and your documentation living side by side. You don't even have to worry about deploying it, manage your docs in WordPress or something yeah. like that. You don't have to worry about that because GitHub can serve it for you where the developers are, which I think is really cool. Yeah, no, that is cool. And it, it, I think it also just, just kind of highlights the fact that one of the things like, you know, I write books, which are, again, open source of challenges, keeping things updated. So people ask like, well, isn't this out of date, like really quickly? And, and by and large answer is no, it might mean newer things have come up, been presented, but we discuss and write about everything in a way, like you said, that is backwards compatible. Like if you follow the, if you use the proper APIs, if you use the proper class of methods and everything, if you do things the WordPress way, um, it should always work. It's just a matter of if newer features are available or not, or something becomes deprecated. But what we like to teach and what I think just having docs like this expose, and maybe you have some some more info on this too, is just people getting more comfortable um, going under the hood because at the end of the day, the code is is your greatest tool. Like when you can really understand how to dig into the core of WooCommerce or WordPress or some other plugin you're looking to extend um, and understand what you're working with, I mean, that's the greatest tool in the world because all of your answers are right there, right? It's just understanding how to find them and how to read them and understanding how the docu- you know, the, the commenting system works and, um, you know, all that stuff. But once you get a decent grasp of that, then many times you can just go right into the code and get the answers that you need. You don't have to rely necessarily on, is this like codex out of date or is this tutorial from a couple of years ago still accurate? Like check the code. The code will tell you if it's, if it's accurate or not, you know? So again, it's kind of that, well, making sure people understand that it's it's okay to look at code in the core. Just don't touch it, but you can look at it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's been our experience too. In talking to developers, especially in this community, people who are trying to solve specific problems tend to follow a very similar journey regardless of what they're doing. They'll start by looking for some sort of high-level guidance documentation. You know, how do I extend X? If they can't find it there, then they start looking at the documentation that's been generated about the API itself. And if they can't find it there, then they dive into the code and they just, they figure it out on their own. And I think that this is really interesting in the WordPress community specifically because 
unlike other platforms, it's the ecosystem of developers is much more interdependent than you would see in other platforms. And so you have to understand how to navigate not only your code and the code for the core platform itself, but also the code of all of the maybe sibling plugins that you may encounter. Um, So it's helpful to have those skills of, of navigating the code in some sort of standardized way. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I can certainly relate. I've been taking a um, extended break. In fact, it's long term of writing tutorials on WooCommerce extensions on my site and just keeping those up. So, you know, as a result, the doctor was able to take me off my meds and life is much better now that I'm not writing those. But no, that's <laughs> no, but but seriously, it is, it is um, documentation is a challenge. And you had mentioned speaking with your developers, you know, the communication you're having with them. And I know, again, with documentation, you've got the feedback and getting those channels in place is always a challenge and, you know, making them centralized where they're not going off in all different directions. What has been your experience and what are you doing with that feedback channel? Yeah. So we're doing a couple of different things. One of the things that we're doing, so in the past, what we've done is we had a monthly community chat that happens in Slack. And um, my colleague, Jonathan, who's our community manager, he's done a great job of putting this together and managing it. And then I sort of took over when I got more acclimated to my role. And so we're doing that once a month. That's been a great tool for what you might say, bi-directional communication, mostly outward communication to developers, a little bit of feedback coming in. What we wanted to do is increase that multi-directional conversation between developers that may or may not involve us. We want to be involved in that, but we definitely want developers who are working with the platform to chat with each other as well. So we've started setting up weekly office hours where developers can share their challenges and their expertise with each other, and they can upskill if they want to. And this is not us teaching people how to do things. This is developers organically helping each other. You know, if somebody has a problem, there's a developer over here who has 15 years of experience who has run into this problem in WordPress before and they can help. And that helps people kind of build each other up. And that's one thing that we've been doing. Mm-hmm. Um, internally, what I've been doing is I've been working with uh, three separate teams, specifically three separate engineering teams. We have our core WooCommerce team. We have uh, a team who manages the WooCommerce admin extension. So all of that um, React framework stuff that we do, all the components, excuse me, in WooCommerce. Also have a team who is responsible for managing WooCommerce uh, Gutenberg blocks. And so I've been working specifically directly with these teams um, once a month to coordinate around issues that are affecting multiple uh, extensions, things like that. I'm also working with our support team to identify specific issues that merchants themselves are running into to make sure that those issues can get the attention from the engineering teams that they need in order to be resolved quickly and with the right priority and things like that. Yeah. I love the, um, I think you call them office hours, the uh, kind of developers getting together and just helping each other. And I think like just the, the nature of open source um, that's, that's in all of our DNA. And I think it's one of the reasons we're drawn to open source is, is that kind of like community, like let's help each other, learn and grow. Um, and, you know, I, I remember seeing that early on, like in the old IRC days within WordPress, where many of us, like back when I got started, it was just a bunch of us kind of figuring things out together um, and just helping each other um, and to see it be, be more focused now where it's not just 
WordPress, right? It's like, okay, let's talk about one specific tool within WordPress, this being WooCommerce, but the idea that, you know, people want to help each other and share experiences because it's a good feeling. And, you know, um, like if I can answer a question that I went through at some point and figured it out and point you in the right direction, I'm going to feel good about that. And likewise, if I have a question and you help me, you know, we're all going to feel good about helping each other out. So I love that idea because it's fun to share experiences, share challenges. Everyone's We've all done a number of different things. Like you said, there's a million ways to skin a cat or whatever that phrase is. um, Just understanding nuances of challenges and problems and just talk, sometimes just talking about the old rubber duck situation, right? Just getting stuff out in the open can help you figure out a solution. So I think that's a really cool thing that you guys are doing. Yeah, totally. And I can't, I can't take any credit for it because really it's something that was already happening. This is one of the nice things about coming into a community that is already so thriving, basically, um, is that this is something that was happening 24-7 as it was. And what we did is we just added a little bit of structure when it happens and the developers are, are taking care of the rest of it. Very cool. Very cool. Um, obviously, WordPress is all about contributing. WooCommerce is all about contributing. How can people get involved and help help with this and help you? Are there opportunities um, that, you know, people can contribute to different, you know, forms of documentation or discussions? You know, we talked about the feedback and things like that, but uh, other areas people could, could jump into to help? Yeah, absolutely. I think the easiest way for people to jump in and help right now is to attend one of these office hour sessions. And even if you can't make the office hour session itself, we tried to pick a time that would let as many overlapping time zones participate as possible. But right now there's just one session. So um, that unfortunately leaves basically half the globe kind of in the dark, literally um, trying to participate in these. Uh, If you're not able to, I'd still encourage people to join our Slack community. You can do that by visiting the developer portal at developer.commerce.com. There's a link where you can get signed up to our Slack community and you'll be added to all the channels where we discuss, you know, troubleshooting, we discuss development issues, I know that specifically in our developers channel, we have builders and we have extension developers who chat with each other and share tips and tricks and all sorts of uh, stories from from building things and and solutions. That has been um, really great. If people want to contribute to core projects, a lot of our projects are open source. We do maintain some things privately, but um, the majority of what we have out there is open source and we have a system of labels in a lot of our repositories for things that would be a good first issue if somebody wants to contribute in that way. Um, so I'd encourage people to take a look at those issues in the, the WooCommerce repository specifically. Yeah. I mean, I always recommend like if you're really wanting to up your game quickly and really uh, just get familiar with WordPress, WooCommerce platforms that maybe you're not as familiar with, the best way is to jump into some of these things and just even just the conversations and start asking for help. I learned really how to build dynamic websites through forums, you know, 20 years ago and just asking a lot of questions. And, you know, over time I went from asking questions to answering a lot of questions. And that's the natural flow here is you'll go from looking up questions, uh, trying to get answers either through, you know, online or, or in Slack or wherever to, to helping people answer questions that they're stuck on. And, and you'll see that progression very quickly. So um, dive in and help out. There's so many opportunities to help, even if it's, you know, contributing to documentation, which again is like a, it's such an important critical component of any kind of software development, but it's, it's just one of those under the hood things that a lot of people don't think about, but we as developers know how important it is. So that's an, that's an easy way that you can get involved, even if you don't know all the ins and outs of WooCommerce across the board. You can help out with some of that as well. So a lot of great resources over at developer.woocommerce.com. 
I was going to say one other thing that people can do, especially if they're not developers or if they're not code savvy, we're always looking for beta testers for new versions of WooCommerce, new versions of packages that come out. So if you think of WooCommerce admin, or I think there was a new navigation package that we were beta testing a few months ago, we post those releases on our developer blog and people can get involved by helping us test out these new extensions before they land in core. And that's one thing I can say is the feedback that we get from people who are beta testing these new features that gets that's a direct line into our engineering team because they read those comments and they make changes to those products before they come out based on that feedback. Yeah, and I think this is um this is great because there's so many things on our site we'll be able to share and I hopefully I don't descend too many people upon Alan's talents and and he'll say who's where are all these people people coming from well i've been sharing your slack channel you know your handle and stuff but um hopefully that won't overwhelm you and and uh, you know we might even have to have occasional special episodes you know the alan smith update <laughs> it's that time of the alan year smith hour come yeah. on down he's got a question <laughs> well this has been good stuff and yeah, there's there's a lot packed in there, a lot of stuff they can uh, take advantage of, uh, get involved with. Uh, looking forward to, I know I'm looking forward to working with Alan Moore. We've already connected, and uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of good intertwining between uh, WooCommerce and our, our mission here. So, you know, somebody saying, "Hey, now I want to talk to Alan. Where is the best place to connect with you?" Uh, best place I would say is reach out to me in Slack. Uh, if you join our Slack community, I'm pingable in there. You can ping me 24 hours a day. I don't always have my phone with me, but I try to get back to people within a reasonable time frame within a day or so. Um, and you can reach me in there. I'm just Alan Smith in Slack. The other thing is you can email me at my uh, my email address is alan.smith at automatic.com. Those are probably the easiest ways to get in touch with me. Excellent. And I just want to thank WooCommerce.com again uh, for their support. And I I, I should drop that. uh, I believe it's next week is WooSesh.com. So you do want to check that out. Uh, That is on the, I I hope I don't kill these dates. I think it's the 13th and 14th. I didn't write this down. That's right. Yeah, 13th and 14th. Okay, I should have that ingrained on my brain. But yeah, so do check that out, woosesh.com. Well, I think that is a wrap. Uh, do check out dothewoo.io. Lots of stuff there. I I hope the site speaks for itself, so dive into that and see all the different things we have going on. Again, Alan, I appreciate you taking the time to join us. Yeah, thank you all so much for inviting me on. This has been great. All right, well, thanks, everyone. Till next week, we'll see you then.